My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and our guest tonight is known, what's the word, monogamously? What? When you have one name. <laughs> Monon- monotonously? Everybody's mono. wife knows about me. <laughs> <laughs> our guest has mono. It's Craigus. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> I can't kiss your dad on the lips anymore. Oh, wait. <laughs> Neither of our dads can be kissed on the lips anymore. <laughs> yes. I You're kissed my the... daddy on the lips for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the Dead Parents Club now. Yeah. yeah. yeah dead, <laughs> dead Parent Society. I'm about to stand up on this table. <laughs> so I'm trying to oh, look man, it you're up. Gonna, you're going to enjoy, you know, when somebody brings up their dad going, my dad's dead. It's it's the best ever, man. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's the way to kill the room immediately. It's a power that you now wield. It's funny while it's fresh. I did a show the other week and I saw a comic from New Orleans that I haven't seen in a while. And it was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry about the whole thing going on. I was like, oh, it's cool, dude. I'm about to get up there and go, my dad's dead. And everyone's going to laugh. Did they laugh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't know I was there, hardly. It was one of those things. Oh, it, was- it was one of those surprise comedy shows. Well, it was supposed to be an outside festival and then it got oh. rained out and moved inside. And so it was an outside crowd inside. And so everyone yeah. was just fucking talking over everything, dude. Oh, man. But we were did, talking about... Go ahead. I did a show in Pensacola like two years ago. It was like a private gig. And the lady that booked it, I got on there. I got up there. It was just private. Just her employees were there. Nobody else was supposed to be there but her friends. And her husband had just died. It's actually why she owned the bar. And while I was setting up the thing, they had like a really tiny stage that they had built a stage at this bar. It was really small. And I was setting up the speakers. I thought I was going to set them up, get a drink real quick, you know, warm up a little bit, then make an announcement. Then, you know, like I normally do. She just, as I'm plugging the speaker, she grabs the mic and I can't, it's a small stage where I can't move around her. And she's starting to talk to the people. She proceeds to give a eulogy of her dead husband who everybody in the audience knew. Like they were all friends with this guy. I'm stuck. I'm stuck behind her. Like she goes for 30 minutes, and then I'm like, "There's no way she's about to like bring me up." And I shit you not. She's like, "So for tonight, I have to be comedian for you guys. You're giving up for Mr. Kranga." So that's how I came on stage, dude. Wow. I had to follow a eulogy of a guy that is freshly dead, and everybody knew him. So you came on stage when that happened. When did you get on the stage? <laughs> we, were talking, we were talking before we started about uh, trying to time your jerk to when like the dude comes in the porn but I, I feel like it's really it's weird that there's like a whole different porn categories on just like what dudes come on you know what I, I mean yeah I've stumbled into some weird shit before <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've seen stuff of like guys like coming on people's personal belongings, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like sofa couch cushions and shit. I've seen the ones in like Japan where you hope it's scripted, but it's like, dude, like nuts on somebody on a bus, and you're like, man, I really hope that wasn't a felony. I just watched, <laughs> and I'm now part of dude, it. Dude, I hope it's not scripted. Come on, <laughs> it makes it more dangerous. I just I try not to time I see. Anytime I see Japanese or if I if it's Eastern European, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Eastern European, I'm like, she was bought. <laughs> just she was like a purchased slave. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to pay take part in human trafficking. Kills the boner. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I keep getting these suggested well, videos. What were you oh saying? yeah, they're the worst. Well, I keep getting these suggested videos of like these Euro girls who it starts out like on the windy street when like the the thumbnail is just like a guy holding out a, a bunch of money to this pretty girl on the street. And I'm like, I feel like we're really playing dangerous ball here, guys, because that's illegal. 
What is it? Was it like in Ukraine? <laughs> like bombed out buildings and I, shit in the background. <laughs> bombed out Fucking pussies probably, too. Dude. Oh. <laughs> 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 like, Please, my family died. This is all I have. <laughs> Zelensky appreciates the joke. Okay, man, come on. I live next to a train, so the train train that's coming. You know what the worst thing? You know what the worst thing in the world is? Is when you like. Because you pick the porn based off of the thumbnail, and you're like, oh, she's hot. And then you, you click on it, and you kind of get into the story, and you're like, ah. Oh, and you, you're like about to nut it, and then you realize a plot point happens. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe my brother's dick is so big. And you're like, oh, God damn it. Like, it ruins it. That's the worst. <laughs> and you just keep going anyway, and now you're into incest porn. Yeah. Dude, my problem is, like, I will scroll through too many before I start. And then I'll get right to it, and I'll be like, "But I really wanted to check out that other video I saw too." So <laughs> and then you're late for work, it. right? Yeah. Then it goes on. Sometimes you've been late for work because you had to get that morning nut in. <laughs> Sometimes you're late for work, so you have to finish at work. And Jacob fucking bathroom in the morning. Dude. Jacob works with children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not there. <laughs> i'm glad that you clarified you're like hmm we gotta get legal on this you know <laughs> jacob you better hope you better hope that your bosses never find out about this show because you're gonna get fired immediately i will say for legal purposes that that was obviously a joke i've never done that but well, at, at the open mic tuesday at the juke uh we had a first timer and she was a teacher and she did she did a whole story about how she like met us like like i think fucked a stripper in new orleans <laughs> like it was pretty raunchy and i recorded the whole thing just because it's fun to record people's first set you never know if they're gonna keep showing back up and i got back up and i was like i'm showing the entire school district and she lost her shit she like thought i was for real gonna fucking ruin her career I was like, but now That's i have black hilarious, girls, dude. man i wish i would have made it up shit. wish i would have made it up tuesday i had a birthday party to go to so i didn't get to make it tuesday what kind of birthday party was it? Because that's birthday party can mean a lot of things. I was a friend of was mine. Was it like a it fun was, kids taco truck birthday party, or was the, it like no, an old it, sad? It, it was. It was a friend of was mine. It a hard candy birthday party. party. <laughs> it was just a friend of mine. We had we went and had uh, Mexican, and uh, it was it was an adult party. You know, hanging out, talking. Not an that's adult adult do. party, but you know, oh. it didn't have like you know clowns or anything. <laughs> Where'd you find your stray adults? <laughs> Where'd they come from? <laughs> Are they feral? Do they bite? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just a, it was a <laughs> I'm glad party. we left it there, guys. <laughs> it was good to see y'all again. <laughs> so, Krangus, we, we failed to mention while you're on the podcast tonight, you're on here because uh, you're recording your first ever hour-long special. What is it, May 25th at Comedy House yeah. NOLA? May 25th. I haven't really come up with any title. <laughs> I guess Krangus is coming to town. I don't know. It's the stupidest thing I could think of. The title's not important. The important thing is it's we've got like a legit camera crew, uh, multi-cam and uh, you know, all that stuff. And because uh, I wanted to do it, but I wanted to do it right. And I because that was my first goal originally was rather than getting TV credits was I want to get that hour ready and actually push something out. Uh, and right now is a good time to push content because there's a writer strike going on. And, uh, you know, there's the first thing that usually goes on a writer strike is comedy series and shows, uh, because that, those kind of things take a little bit of time to write in this case, 10 years. But, uh, I think that I'm in a pretty good position to pitch to some of the major networks and, you know, maybe cross that picket line because I'm not a part of any guild. So I don't care. I'm just trying to make my own money. Yeah. yeah, dude. I always try to cross any picket line I come across personally. Even if you're not even in the... Yeah, just no matter what, dude. <laughs> I I honestly thought about that, too. Like, I really wish I had my screenplay finished so that I could just be like, you make, please? Uh, I, th I wrote a screenplay in college. I wrote a... Because I took film all through college, and I the first two courses you have to take they make you write like the first 90 pages of a screen or the first 30 pages. And then the last course is you finish it. And if you read the screenplay, you can, it's one of those, you can tell in the first like 10 pages, Oh, he's trying to go for the A. And then by the last 10 pages, you can tell, I was like, C's make degrees, dude. I'll fucking just finish this piece of shit. Give it yeah, to dude. the professor. Yeah, and 
So I've written like, a screenplay, but it's <laughs> it's mediocre at best. But it was like season five, Breaking Bad. Like it started off strong, and then we got fucking. Yeah, know? and then it just it was like Game of Thrones, where it's like, yeah, and then they killed each other and found five dollars. That's exactly how Game of Thrones ended. We're having an after party. I kind of because I want. I want there to be some shots of like stuff we're doing like before and after the show. So we're doing an after party at a, so Jorge Velasquez is going to be opening for me. And we decided, cause he has a show that night also. And we asked them push y'all show back. And then we'll all make the after party of everybody that's at the club uh, come over there. And then we'll have a burlesque show. And uh, I'm thinking about, cause I haven't drank in like four months. And I'm thinking about making that the night that I just kind of blow, blow it all out. Have a full relapse, probably before <laughs> this recording. <laughs> Just ruin my dreams right there. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You should do that before your set. And yeah, then just, do some and then mark. Just, just yeah. step there and drool with a big boner. <laughs> <laughs> and then you should sell that to execs, and they're like, "This is what we were missing for so yeah, we, long. We, we haven't had something like we haven't seen this since Tim and Eric. Holy shit! Hell yeah." <laughs> yeah. I just gets up on stage with a boner and pranks the whole audience. I paid 20 bucks to be there. All right. So where have you been practicing your hour at? Cause there's, there's not a lot of places around here. You can do real long sets. Jorge has been giving me a lot uh, of stage time. I got a few this weekend. I'm actually going out there to do some longer ones. And then um, I've written everything out. And then the Tuesday at the juke before, cause we don't ever have like five comics. So we got the time. So I'm just going to, I let all the comments go up and just push that hour out there, which is going to be awful because trying to do an hour at the end of an open mic at the juke when all the drunks start coming in. Ooh, but yeah. I feel like if I can just get that out of the way, like the bombing portion of it, and then, you know, it'll be nice and polished by the time Thursday comes around that week. Yeah. I wish someone would kind of make like a doc of them, like practicing their hour on the road or whatever. And then leading up to like the culmination of the actual special recording. And the doc is just like all the times that they've bombed because they've been practicing this hour for so long in such shitty rooms. And then it comes together to a good special. If I'm able to pull it, I have a, a like a, an old terabyte. I, I got a something happened and it's corrupted or something. But I had there was a point on my six month tour like a few years ago, like right before I moved back home, uh, where I recorded every set. And you can see there was one night where. I've never watched it since because it was the worst like cringy bomb I had. And it was uh this these there was only like ten people there, but it was all one table of like bachelorettes that pay to be there, older ladies, and this one lady, they were all really drunk, and she like interrupting every single punchline, asking questions, and like it wasn't a comedy club, it was a fucking winery. So there wasn't like there wasn't like staff to be like, get out. And even if they did. Well, that's the whole audience. It was like 10 of them. So you kicked one of them out. And I think she was the bride. So, of course, oh. it's about her. It was like the only time I ever walked. You know, just like she interrupted. I think the uh, I was talking about my dead mom and she interrupted that punch. And I was like, you know what? Y'all, y'all don't. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, y'all don't deserve the jokes, man. Like, you're. it would be like I'm doing the setup and she would like raise her hand. And, and like, you know, the kid in high school, they would be like, well, what about the, what if the like the, the what if kid? She was doing yeah. that like the whole fucking like hour that I had to do. She was trying to write bits with you on stage. And I had that I had that whole thing recorded because you know one thing that everybody and I've been doing it too. I've been putting out a lot of content like actual stand up clips on TikTok because a lot of what led to me wanting to do this recording was I started getting to a million views on some of my actual bits. I was like, all right, let's do this. But what something that nobody ever posts is bombing because nobody ever wants to post that because it, it, it makes you look like an ass. Yeah, you know it looks yeah. bad, but like. That's like if any, it's that's really good. If you could have a bomb and you posted like a joke that bombs, that would actually be good content in terms of you know showing like, hey, this is what it's like. It's not always, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but there's some comics and also that are actually, disposable content too. Are, are actually good at bombing. Like Norm Macdonald was a master at bombing and still being funny. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Frankis but- Gillespie fucking see his special May twenty fifth. <laughs> He's a fucking master at bombing, dude. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I'm saying that, so that when I do bomb on that special, I'll be able to have content of me bombing on it. it yeah, right. <laughs> you can really hear the silence. Yeah. I feel like if you if you bomb on something like that, you should at least be self-aware. 
because we've talked to people in the past and I won't name names <laughs> who have bombed on specials and I won't name names. Okay. I won't, but they bombed on specials and they were not self-aware about it at all. So we're promoting this special with no questions to ask them because it's just the worst fucking special we've ever seen. Well, you know, um, there's a kind of a famous story about Mitch Hedberg. One of the, the main special that he's kind of known for, he actually bombed it and they put a laugh track in like the one that everybody loves him for. That actually was a big bomb. Like, cause people just didn't get it. Like, is he, he kind of had like a stoner crowd, but he, the people that were there that night weren't, that crowd so he actually bombed that night pretty hard huh. but they just but they had like the network had spent so much money on it that they're like fuck it put a laugh track in that's like I've, I've heard that several times i've heard i've read articles about that that's a whole thing <laughs> i wow. need to do that at my live shows <laughs> fuck it put a laugh track in you guys don't appreciate this have you ever fucking know. counted grains of rice isn't that a, a mitch hedberg bit no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, so many just weird one-liners. No, it, like, it, it, you're talking his rice joke is uh, he likes to eat rice uh, whenever he wants to eat 2,000 or something. Oh. Yeah. He's like, have you ever fucking counted rice before? <laughs> That's nobody not how here. Goes. That's Mitch Hedberg, dude. That's his comedy. Yeah. Oh, last time I went to New Orleans to do a show, I actually, with Jorge, my window got busted out. So with any luck, after the special, I'll get butt-fucked in the parking lot. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> any luck during the special, someone will rush the stage and then just butt-fuck you. Oh, dude, that would, that would welcome that, man. Ariel Ellis got fucking huge because she got a beer thrown at her and she chugged yeah. it. Let's, anything like that, <laughs> fuck it. By <laughs> the way, a week after she came on our podcast. Why couldn't she have had a fucking high noon thrown at her the week before she came on our podcast? God damn it. <laughs> that literally happened. We were releasing the episode and then fucking CNN reports on Ariel Alliance. We're like, God damn it. Because we're fucking star makers, man. You come on this show and then a week <laughs> later, something awesome happens to you. Happened multiple times, Bubba. We got big people on this pod, man. Frankus is about to blow up. <laughs> and he's about to also get really famous. Like a, like a suicide bombing. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> How has the New Orleans scene been going? You've been going over there a lot. Is is it getting good? Well, mostly I've been going over there to kind of do word of mouth promoting for this. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, I think I think a lot of when I first I had moved, I had lived there for a little bit, and it felt like at the time there was a lot of gatekeepers that weren't very uh, they, they weren't very supportive of like, like anybody that was new. They were just kind of it was got guys that were like booking each other. And that felt like a lot of what the scene was. And I and I could say that, and I still was getting booked, so I'm not even talking shit. But uh, it feels like when COVID happened, a lot of those people kind of stopped, and then a lot of the underdogs started like doing shows and producing shows. And then the, the old gatekeepers that weren't really letting anybody up were like, oh, what the fuck, we hate it. And like they were trying to smear them and do smear campaigns on all these guys. And it's like, well you're not really complaining about anything actually bad that happened. You're just complaining because you don't have any power anymore. So I don't, I don't really have any. And what power did you really have? I mean, a show that you can book me on for $10 and validate my parking. Like I don't, there's no it, people like that, that gatekeep like entire scenes. It, it, it blows my mind because it's never anybody that's a real threat in comedy. You know, it's yeah. always just yeah. people that have been running the same 20 minutes for 10 fucking years, man. That's why like, I think the New Orleans scene is in a really good upswing because a lot of good people are, are, you know, that have natural talent. And, yeah, they need to be tested on the road a little bit. But still, it's a little bit more conducive to the newer people that are really trying and actually do have some natural talent. So, Yeah. And those gatekeepers don't really have a good eye for talent either. Like, they're not booking really funny people. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're, they're, they're booking each other. Man. Yeah. But it's like, even when they don't, I, I remember a carload of New Orleans guys came over to the Mobile Comedy Festival for the finals because one of them was in the finals. And oh, you mean uh, they the had one a bunch car of... that the entire New Orleans scene shares? Yeah. 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 The one car that they that they oh, rent. They don't even own it, dude. They just fucking share it with them. Yeah. So they're at but, the Mobile Comedy Festival. Yeah. And they come over and they have cards to give out to like comics to be like, hey, come do our shows. And they don't give it to any of the 
other top three because they got the New Orleans Comet got first. The next top three didn't get these cards from these guys, and like the people who finished in the bottom, who were fucking horrible, but they brought people to come see them. They were like, "Here's a card to come do some shows in New Orleans," because they fucking brought people. <laughs> Was it bringers? <laughs> bringers, here's my card for a bringer show. It might have been, dude. I don't know. It might have been just like, here, you got to bring 10 people and buy two drinks and fucking give me your asshole. How, like, what has to happen for a comic? I think it's usually comics that have just been at it for too long with nothing to show for it, where you go, I'm just going to start charging for classes and making money off of these fucking muckers. Like, at what point do you just give up comedy and go, that's what I'm going to do? There's been a bunch of dumb people who have tried to do it, dude. I mean... I would say people it's everywhere. Every fucking scene has like two or three of those people. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, there's people trying to get people to uh, pay for stage time and shit, and they'll <laughs> be like, "Oh, one drink is included," but it's like, "Yeah, I still have to pay for a drink to get on stage." That's like, like that's... pretty common in L.A. and New York. That's like not even that's not even a weird show. It's like the norm. Like when you go to an open mic, you got to either buy a beer or pay five bucks to get up, and you sure, might not even but... get up because you just throw your name in a bucket. Sure, but that's why there's no more comics there anymore besides, like, David Spade and fucking people like that. <laughs> David that's Spade's why the only guy. <laughs> David Spade's the only comic in L.A. Him <laughs> and Polly Shore are holding it down. It's still a shit. Polly Shore's on the road. I've been seeing him. Somebody that, dude, like, you know what? You know what really starts to motivate me is uh, a lot of my friends, or I wouldn't say friends, but peers that I started with and started to make Michael Longfellow is now a cast member of SNL. Like, I used to fucking do open mics with that guy, like, when I first started out. Jesse yeah. Johnson, he used to do open mics with her, and she's opening for uh, uh, Polly Shore. John Carden, we've been on the road together. He's opening for Big J Ogerson all over the fucking place, man. Like, it's a wake-up call for me. Like, I got to fucking get up there, dude. Yeah, dude, what happened? <laughs> I moved to Mississippi. That's what fucking happened. I moved to Mississippi and tried to start a comedy scene. And, yeah. And now we're down to one open mic a week. I do feel that, honestly. Because, I mean, you get that regret at a certain point where it's like, if I, you know, if people saw me do my best 10 minutes in a bigger scene like this, I would definitely get some doors open. But I'm doing this for fucking five drunk assholes who don't care that comedy's happening. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's a location thing too. That's you know that's why I'm doing the, I'm focused on this TikTok shit, and then I'm yeah I, do, I am going on the road to promote after I film the special I'm going to promote it. Um, I, I got two gigs in New York mostly because I never did New York and I want to. Uh, it's more of a pilgrimage, but I got booked at the Bowery Electric, uh, and then the QED Astoria. So I do have a tour coming up after the special, but I'm not. I can't even focus on that right now. I got to focus just on this and then let it happen and then start focusing on that shit. I got ADHD, oh, yeah. man. I can't focus on 90 things at once. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. Ja back to jacking off. I think ADHD, I think jacking off for people with ADHD is the worst thing. Cause you'll find yourself thinking about your mom. And the last thing you said to her, when your dick is in your hand, that's the worst thing. <laughs> like, well, all right, back to tits. Back to tits. Come was, on, man. I was about to check and see if Jacob uh, froze again. No, I didn't freeze. I just knew if I stayed quiet long enough that someone would talk about jacking off again, and I didn't want to be the one to do it. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> oh, look at you and your fucking high horse. That's right. Acting so like you've never touched your dingling before. <laughs> we know you have. You're divorced. Well, he's an old man. Bitch. He's an old man. He's probably only getting like a half a nut a day in, man. You're probably still jacking off like eight times a day. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm down, to like, I'm, down to like, I'm down to like two or three. I mean, that's. Yeah, dude, two or three a day. I don't know. I've been saving up. You ever like save up like on purpose? Where <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go a good half a week without jerking off. And then... <laughs> yeah, dude. And then it's just a good one. And it's one of those two where it's like, I can't watch anything, you know? It's like, I've, it's got to be the perfect one to fucking that, get this i mean that the joke i have about uh, when i went to like the mission trip in mexico city that's real like i came so big that it went over yeah. into the stall next to mine that's because it was guy had not jacked off for like a week at 15 which is oof. <laughs> oh yeah dude 
I've definitely had those moments. Have you ever, have you ever, uh, we ask people all the time when the last time they shit their pants was, when was the last time you ejaculated your pants? Well, come my pants. I haven't done yeah. that. I really? Mean, I don't think I've ever done that. I mean, maybe when I was like a boy and I had like wet dreams, but I've definitely like came on my own baseball. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Honestly though, fear, anybody can come on their own face. Show me the man that can come on their own back. And that is an impressive. <laughs> like oh yeah, dude, it's like salt. That's good luck. Poster with the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I've I've definitely accidentally spilled seed before, which is a sin. I think I <laughs> spill seed sounds like a Viking like raping and pillaging people. <laughs> I spilled seed in your daughter last night. Jesus Christ. I think I have a good uh, way to put it. I think I have a good, uh, because of you, Krangus, I have a really good uh, idea for uh, a new new podcast artwork is to have Jacob uh, doing the the Kardashian thing and coming on his own back. (laughs) That'll be our new podcast artwork. Facebook's going to restrict your account. <laughs> Not for nudity. Yeah, dude, we'll get banned off of everything. Jacob breaks the internet. We're going to have to part. <laughs> We're going to have to start putting link in the comment on all of our TikTok videos or link in the bio. Yeah, I'm assuming that you guys have been like put in jail before on Facebook, right? I'm assuming that's happened to all of us. No, here. dude, I've never. never been put in Facebook jail. I've been wilding on Facebook. They do. Um, they do it. And then like they don't tell you why. They're just like, your account's restricted, and you're like, well, why? What, what happened? Like, what did I say? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's how Facebook – And you can literally – I will I can tell if you, you don't. It's like I literally have a thing because I'm monetized on Facebook, and uh, but sometimes I'll put one out, and it's like, this reel isn't monetizing, and you're like, what the fuck? It's getting a lot of – they always pick the ones that get like a shit ton of views. I think that's what it is. They just go, oh, it's getting 30,000 views? No, not monetized. like – but I can show you. Well, when it gets to that point, too, they'll nitpick about anything. Like, if it's not fucking oh. Nate Bargatze TVG, then, you know, you're going to get restricted. But that's what I'm saying. That $12. That's why I'm, I got to do this, man, because the special is important because I did I literally, you know, the, you guys have heard my booger joke. I'm not going to tell it on the podcast, but I, I posted literally, I was at Compton's room at the library on back like a year ago. And I literally didn't have a tripod. I put this phone into a napkin holder, recorded the set, posted the booger joke. I got to just split it off into different jokes. And I got a million views. So I feel like if I'm hitting a million views on bullshit phone in a napkin holder, I got something, right? Like the internet definitely wants to hear me. I feel like. I would think so. Or they just really want to look at Compton's arm. And they were just like, holy shit, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And they keep replaying it a million times. Lieutenant like, God damn, that's fucked up. Arm. <laughs> I remember when he lost I his think... arm. I was like sad at first. And then immediately my first thought was, fuck, oh, that dude's going to be so funny when he comes back. And I was right. <laughs> yeah, dude. And he, and he doesn't, he has so many jokes about it. And he doesn't have enough jokes about it, dude. That would be my whole, yeah, I'd have an he's hour He's really good at blending it in with other stuff. Like, you know. Yeah, but it's I mean, like I, when he's talking about that, how he wears skirts, everyone's like, dude, the arm. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funny. It's I've seen him do it where he like doesn't acknowledge it the whole time. And then it's real weird. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. are like, come on. Like, we, oh, we wait, about, this? We want to hear about the Franken arm. Come on, man. <laughs> Franken arm. The... <laughs> dude, I do. I, I always like following he... him. Because he did. We went to. One of the times I did his shows, we went to a, I think the oh the what's that fucking the the in Panama City there's the Chow Time, Chow Time buffet. We went and they oh was, dude like, Chow Time is a staple. It was like Veterans Day or Memorial Day, and uh, they carded me for the veteran meal, and they did not card him, and he got like his veteran meal like covered. He's not. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Like, with me, they're like stop. You have committed crimes against Skyrim and their people. I was like, shit. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, dude. I remember the last time Compton booked me, I, I bombed in front of like four people and I just did so fucking bad. And at the end of it, I just started doing like Compton arm jokes as well. 
And then I got the crowd back in like the last two seconds by just being like, get up for your host, Compton Righty Smith, everybody. <laughs> that's like, Hell up. yeah, that's what we were missing. Now when he's in the room, I, I have that joke about my Aunt Kay who like lost her right leg and I always pause and I'm like, my Aunt Kay and Compton, she fight. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, Jason, Dave, where are you at? Like, what, what pizza hut are you at? <laughs> He's got are you was, at the Sicilies and Gulfport? No, this was Jason's the, uh, just over there playing Miss Pac Man in the corner, dude. Did you just collect all the stuff from the Kraken and decorate your room? No, I, I put this up behind, uh, behind me. Uh, well, to, ha to have a better backdrop during the uh, the pandemic when we were doing those Zoom Zoom shows. Oh, yeah. And then I was, was just that like, was a bad era. Like, I, was, I did one Zoom show and I'm like, nope, not doing that shit again. I did one because yeah. out of nowhere, Thomas Finley had one available because he was like that. He was like, like ambassador for South Alabama comedy, like the college. And he he was like, yeah, hey, you want to do a show? That. And I was like, I don't want. I don't really do Zoom shows. And he then he hit me with three hundred dollars, and I was like, I'm doing the Zoom show. <laughs> All right, let's fucking do it. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna oh, sit in yeah. my living room and do a fucking like, 45 minutes of jokes. All right. I don't have to actually make anybody laugh. I mean, hopefully they're laughing, but. Oh, shit. Um, I was going to say, I think I'm pretty sure this is your third, no, fourth. This is your fourth time on the show. Third. Well, I remember, yeah, I remember the first one I thought y'all didn't release because there was something wrong with the audio and then we redid it. That's, yeah, so. Not your first like, guest. Uh, you were on the yeah, very you first were. episode, like... episode number one. Then you were on our Patreon special number six, our Patreon episode number twelve, which was last uh, last March. Wonder what was so, going on last March, where I was like, "Put well, me on the pod." Let me let me look. Uh, <laughs> said uh, you gave us more horror stories of open mics past while Jacob chokes on meat. <laughs> That was the oh. show notes. Oh yeah, that sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> yeah, and then your dad died, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, dude, my dad died from choking on meat. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like father, like son, dude. I'm just kidding. He had diabetes. He died. Man, I gotta say, so when I saw you last at uh, that at the mic, I do like to typically smoke like one little hit of weed before I go on, it just kind of relaxes me if I'm not drinking. But I, I was doing it with your mom, your mom and Nikki Coleman, and we were in the car. Yeah. And like, she started kind of, she kind of started unloading on me about it. Not like all the way, all the way, but she starts unloading on me about it. And I'm like, fuck, now I got to really smoke. Cause like, like I don't want to be, be the dick. That's like, I don't want to hear about it. Cause I do, but I also have a show to run. So that was why I got like violently high before that open mic. Like, if you remember, I was so high. <laughs> Yeah, not not the highest I've ever seen you, but you were definitely no. up there. She said she said something. I got to share this with you. She said something about she wanted to. Uh, she was like, I think I might actually work at the funeral home. I guess they all like offered her a job or something. She was talking about yeah, it. She seemed like she's excited. And I went, oh, but now you you can't ever use the excuse of like a death in the family to call out of work because I'll be like, oh, where your uncle die at? Oh, oh, in Tunica. I'm at that must be Brenda office. I'm going to call Brenda on this line. I was like, can't, can't, can't use that excuse anymore. I love how you just assume the lady was black because it's in Pascagoula. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me she's not. The lady's I'm white. Broken. I'm willing to stake my life. <laughs> was she actually? <laughs> no, the lady's white as shit. Dude. <laughs> I'm dead, I guess. Yeah, my mom's probably going to get that job, which it's so weird, like in the middle, because we've used that funeral home three times in the last year when my uncle, my grandma and now my dad died. So my mom's just fucking stayed in there. And the lady <laughs> was finally just like, hey, do you want to like be a receptionist here or some shit? It's like, you're saying you're here enough? Do you want to be here forever? It's not, it's not like she goes there to drink a beer or anything. Like she's there to keep her dying around her. I'm surprised they didn't give her a I guess if you're a funeral home director, you gotta... <laughs> death is just so funny at that point. You just I'm, gotta fucking laugh it off. I'm surprised they didn't give her a punch card. <laughs> Fourth one's free. Yeah. Now she's got one to clock in, so... Yeah. Which, I guess, I mean, they, they saw, like, she had all of her shit together with all of it. 
because, I mean, my uncle died and then a few months later, my grandma died. And then almost like not even a year later, my dad died. So she's just like, yep, here's everything exactly that you need for a person dying. She's like, oh, shit, you should fucking are you deaf, dude? You should work here. You're a real pro at dead people. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're real good at dead people, bro. So uh, to tell everybody when that special is going to be again. Uh, May 25th at 8 p.m. at the Comedy House, Comedy House in New Orleans. Um, I have a, you can go to my website at krangus.com. It's got all that information on it. Awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. I'll how, put that in the show notes. How do you put that, put that in the show notes? How do you get a fucking show there, dude? I've been trying to get shows at that place since it opened. And the I've just been getting hard passes. Just show it. He really like. There's so many people that want to, but you got to remember, like they're they're really only going to book the people they're seeing because at their mic, I see typically like twenty to thirty comics. There are a lot of them are new though, so anybody's got a good shot. That's what's good about that club is that that he he is looking at people based on what he's seen, you know, at yeah. the club. He's looking at people, and it's actually a really easy room to question. It's real That's small. Cool. The bar is like kind of separate from the thing. It's it's a comedy club. I mean, it's independent, yes, but it's still set up properly like a comedy club. So yeah, just go on a Wednesday when they have their open mic, sign up. If you do well, you know, hit him up afterward, and you know he'll get back with you. Shit, I'm I might really have to bad. go. I brought that there. New York guy out, happen. and he crushed it the next night. That you know the New York guy that came out Tuesday that. He called yeah. that guy a school shooter or something, and the guy like walked out. <laughs> yeah, I brought that guy to New Orleans with me, and he crushed it. And then uh, the owner gave him a spot uh, like this week, I think. So, oh, okay, really that is, makes me feel better. Yeah, about that club, it truly is a meritocracy. Like he books people that go up there and crush, awesome. even yeah, if dude. they're not bringing people or, I mean, anything like that. Headlining is a different story, but I mean, I'm doing this because I, I, with the special and everything, I, I was like, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm spending a lot of money on ads to make sure the shit fucking fills up. So, yeah. You know, the day people forget that. And I think like producing a bunch of shows made me realize like, at the end of the day, it is a business. And I mean, if people aren't showing up, <laughs> can't, can't book the same people over and over again, you know? Well, yeah, dude, comedy's fucking weird. <laughs> Anyways. Comedy. <laughs> Very astute there, Jacob. <laughs> Thanks, bro. My dad died. Anyways, send that, send that in the Gillespie. show notes, please. Yeah, put a link to my dad's obituary in the show notes. <laughs> I wrote it. It's really touching. You, you wrote your dad's obituary? Hell yeah, I did, dude. Where, where Was there any good punchlines? Uh, not really. I mean, it was, it was all just kind of, you know, it was all premise, no punch. It was all kind of bad about it. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta, it's the family. (laughs) Well, it's like, I, I realized I didn't know anything about my dad when I started writing his obituary. Cause you have to mention like what they did for work. (laughs) 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 You know, you have to mention like what they did for work. Like who they're survived by, but you also have to mention like what did what did this person enjoy? And when I got to that part, I stalled because I was like, "Ah, oh, he didn't like anything." <laughs> but I can't put that. I think I met your dad once. I think he came out to like one show. Yeah, dude, I I dragged him to see me do comedy one time, and it was at the fucking Celtic at one of the worst shows. Yeah, I, ever did. I remember it was like a specifically it was just a bad show. And it he was brought the, night a- that the bouncer got really drunk behind the bar and wanted to fight the comics. Yeah, that dude. Night, yeah it was that night and there was a bunch of big guys like fucking with the comics and my dad brought a gun and he was about to like shoot somebody oh hell yeah yeah dude my dad was about to fucking murder someone for trying to fucking rush the stage put that in ocean springs talk of town yeah oh y'all missed i had like a full angry rant about that page uh tuesday at the mic and it what happened what's wrong with talk of the town What's the well, town okay, talking it used, about? It used to be great because when it, I remember whenever you were hosting the juke, you would post the flyer uh, in that page and it would actually, because it was like, okay, we're putting positive things. Here's actual things that are going on in the neighborhood that you can come yeah. enjoy. Or, you know, if there is something bad, like get the word out. But 
I think just with more members, it just became like a everybody jumps on one thing that happens. Like everybody got mad about the shooting. All right. Okay, the shooting happened. It's a horrible thing, right? Not saying it wasn't bad. The people are starting to compare it to, oh my God, Ocean Springs is I feel safer in the south side of Chicago. Somebody actually said they feel safer in the south side of Chicago than in downtown Ocean Springs. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Somebody that's never, that is somebody who's never lived in any fucking bad part of the world, man. So that, and it's like, the problem with it was the first time there was a shooting, everybody was all up in arms and hate speech, hate speech, hate speech. And then suddenly Morgan Wallen canceled a fucking concert and everybody forgot about the fact that somebody fucking died. So I, I, my whole rant was like, you motherfuckers are going to forget about the, if you haven't already forgot about the man who died, you're going to forget about the, about it the next time a goddamn rooster gets murdered downtown. So shut the fuck up. And, and I just did another rant for you guys. I will say that they need to uh, put an end to the rooster murderings in downtown. It's gotten a bit out of hand. <laughs> it was such a wild thing to make national news though. Yeah, dude. Well, it's like, I mean, with that and like, all the trans stuff, it's like cocks are getting murdered, bro. <laughs> cocks are getting cut up. <laughs> we need we need to save the cocks, bro. This podcast is sponsored by Bud Light, everybody. Bud Light. <laughs> so you could just do like me, be an old man and never go downtown for everything, for anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's but- so many old people in downtown, dude. They kind of rule it. They rule downtown. Yeah, Jason's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like if you it's it's certain parts of downtown. Like, I mean, there are certain parts of downtown where it's it's nothing but like pastel colored fishing shirts as far as the eye can see. And it's like shootings aren't yeah. happening there. No. No, I mean I don't I don't even know anything about this scratch game, but everybody the other thing was that everybody was a lot, lot more focused on like let's shut down the scratch kitchen. They were more focused on that than they were about actually figuring out like motives of why the guy did it. You know, is this, is this gang related? Is this dude even from here? Because one thing that I'm looking at is, you know, you get more and more people into any like small area. And we had like this, the town of Ocean Springs has been pushing like tourism ads all over the fucking Southeast. The more you do that, the more people show up yeah. and you're not equipped to handle that the more bad things are going to happen, especially when resources get thin. People don't have, like, you look at the Scratch Kitchen that night, people were posting videos. It was fucking crowded, man. Yeah. You know, and the more people can't get to the bar, which that is a resource, you know, like, however you want to say it, but it is a resource. The more of that happens, the more people are likely to get violent. And everybody's more worried about the Scratch Kitchen closing down than the fact that Ocean Springs itself is pushing pushing all these tourism ads to get people to come down here, but aren't doing anything to make sure everybody's safe. You know. Yeah, I and then more. I will cases. say too. I didn't even know the scratch I, I kitchen too, existed there. until that shooting. Like I literally don't don't I I couldn't pick yeah. up. Like I would just drive right past it. I have no idea where it is. The old love but, shooting. Yeah, at the same. Oh, that explains a lot, dude. That building's fucking cursed. It went from racists to fucking gang shootings, like opposites. Well, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of stuff because the owners of the scratch kitchen were blacks. There's a lot of, and I don't, I haven't been able to read a whole lot into the other stuff because I, I actually left the groups. So I was like, I just, yeah, I used to be able to get people to come to shows by posting flyers in it, but it's not. No, all that always gets pushed at the bottom because everybody focuses on these like really just negative and violent posts. So I don't post it. I just left the group, but they're black owned and they, you know, their side of it is you guys are trying to snuff out the only black owned business on the street, which actually isn't true. Pleasance is black owned, but you know, uh, that, that's, that kind of been their argument, but they've also been yeah. accused of a lot of other things. Like they weren't paying employees. Like a, lot, a bunch of people went on the group mm-hmm. saying that they weren't being paid uh, and that's an issue. So, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that before I heard about the shooting. Pleasant's Barbecue, friend of the show, by the way. Get your used tires and barbecue from Pleasant's Barbecue. Um, but I, I, I will say, like, it, it's not it's, – it's what you would expect from a barbecue place that sells used tires. But there, there have been this uh, even more shootings in both Pascagoula and Gaucher, like – around the same time as both of the scratch kitchen shootings, there've been multiple shootings in Gaucher and Pascagoula 
that no oh, one's talking about, no one cares about because it's not in a rich white part of town. Yeah, people I mean, only it's... care about this shit in downtown Ocean Springs because it's a rich white part of town. And like, I don't already have. I'm sh- I'm sure there's been a surge, but shootings already happened in Moss Point. But I think, I think again, it leads to a lot of like right now we're in that spring break season, and you know people come. That's when this is the time of year when people come out here, man. This is the this is the we kind of thrive on the tourism industry, but we don't. It's like we want the money. The city wants the money from it, but they don't want to have to pay to deal with the problems, you know, of event planning. Yeah, yeah. And here's the real question. Could, could Carl the Rooster have stopped that shooting at the Scratch Kitchen if he was still alive? <laughs> I mean, nobody's asking the real important questions, Jacob Craig. <laughs> I mean, could Carl the Rooster have saved all of us? Uh, R.I.P. Carl. Carl is the, the Harambe of Ocean Springs. Nobody realizes that. I was we just thinking that <laughs> same thing. Like, <laughs> Cox out for Carl. Cox out for Carl. Did anybody ever say that? Nobody ever. Nope. They did now. <laughs> we should make those shirts, dude, we and should. put Carl the Rooster on it. We'd make a fucking killer. Oh, somebody, it wasn't that, but people were definitely marketing on that show, dude. There's been people that have sold. I think one of the boutiques downtown sells Carl shirts. Oh, yeah, dude. I would definitely sell out on a dead rooster. Uh, Twisted Anchor was doing, like, flash tattoos for Carl. <laughs> Go get a Carl tattoo. Wow. <laughs> Imagine explaining that to your kid 20 years from now. She's like, it's a fucking rooster that died. And 20 years from now when the the dust from fallout is all around and you put your son's gas mask on to go to bed. Dad, what's that tattoo from? All around the radiated skin that's on your wrinkly hands. Well, son, back in the day, before, before the road raiders came and raped your mom, we used to have a rooster in town. Uh, I just don't feel safe. <laughs> Such an old person thing to say. Like there's one shooting in an area. It's like I I feel like I'm in in South Central. Like what are you talking about? That's literally, one of the, the post that made me leave the group was I. We moved to Chicago and we we feel safer here than in Ocean Springs. And it's like, bitch, you must have moved. I mean, there's nice parts of Chicago, dude. Like you must have moved to one of the nice parts. If you're moving from Ocean Springs, I'm assuming. You had a little bit of money anyway. Like, come on, <laughs> shut up. It's not the same. Uh, yeah, dude. Anywhere you can get good food on the coast, it's not safe. Like, yeah. if you're enjoying your meal, just know that you're in danger. <laughs> I've heard good and bad things about Scratch Kitchen's food. I, I, I can't really make any assessments there. I don't in have, Pascagoula, I don't really too, know. dude. Oh, yeah? Where's the barbecue place in Pascagoula, you fat fuck? Tell me. <laughs> oh, dude. Tell me where you're going to die, Jacob Gregg. Since I've been working with black people, I've been getting the, the all the good restaurant recommendations. They have okay. been treating me right, dude. Fucking Hong Kong Palace in Pascagoula, um, <laughs> Sips Wings, Lucky Seafood, fucking well, all that Sips. shit, dude. How about Sips? I fuck with Sips. It's all good, dude. And they just opened a Dim Dam Burgers in Pascagoula. Ooh, game over. For you, type one diabetes. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. And they'll ask me for food wrecks, and I'm like, uh, Dickie's barbecue pit's real good. And they'll go there and be like, it's trash. Dickie's Dickie's is hit or miss for me. Like some locations are all right, but it's never any better than mediocre. I don't know. It depends on who's cooking it. All right, fellas, we're barbecue. we're getting up to the end of the episode here. Um, what what do we want to push before we get out of here tonight? Uh, yeah, man. Out for Carl, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna be on WXXV tomorrow in the morning. Um, yeah, it turns out it's not that hard to get interviews on that fucking <laughs> Fox 25. I was like, because I we had a connection there before, but she left. I remember Lorraine at the. She used to work at the district. Mm-hmm. She left, um, and I was like, damn, I don't have that connection anymore. But I was like, fuck it, I'll just call them. And I was like, real nervous about it. Like, hey, I was hoping to promote this. This is Krangus. Yeah, what slot you want? I was like, oh shit! I was like, fuck it, all right, eight, 8 a.m. I guess on Friday. Hell yeah! As I long will as say no if you need to book the interview. As long as a rooster doesn't oh die, yeah, well, doesn't cancel a concert, hmm. you know, and, 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 boot, and boot me, and I'll, I'll be able to be on. So I got to think of something clever to do tomorrow. I already have one idea, but yeah, if you happen to tune in to WXXB Fox twenty five at eight a.m. on Friday, that's tomorrow. 
So it, this isn't going to come out by then anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, well, I, I don't even know why I'm promoting it, but more importantly, <laughs> May 25th, you can see me at the Comedy House, New Orleans. I'll be, uh, the openers are going to be Jorge Velasquez and AJ Bell. So I got solid openers that do like legit material and, uh, I'll be doing an hour. Awesome. What about you, Jake? Have you got anything coming up? Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's June 4th. Let me check the date on that. Yes, sir. June 4th. You can see me at Doc's Hop Shop in uh, Pensacola, Florida. I'm going to be in a competition over there where the winner uh, gets a 10-minute paid open spot to open for our friend Mo Alexander. And if I don't win, I'm going to call Mo Alexander and ask him if I can have a spot opening for him (laughs) because I have that possibility to fucking do above all these plebeians. (laughs) And, uh, dude, I just booked a whole bunch of fucking cool people for the show, man. We've got Mike Racine coming on, uh, this next week. We've got WFU podcast. That's going to be a fucking chaotic episode. Mm -hmm. Abby Washuda coming on at the end of the month. Uh, Gina Hyena to kick off June, Galen Nash. And I just rebooked the funniest man on the fucking planet, Sam talent for the end of June. Hopefully we can actually get him to walk on the fucking pod. (laughs) We're supposed to have Sam Talent on at the end of June, dude. So you guys stay tuned. All right. Well, when this, when you're listening, if you're listening to this on Saturday, May 13th, uh, come out to Tracks in Long Beach. It's going to be Red Radio after dark. Me and uh, former guest, Miss Patty Dwyer, we're going to be ha- uh, performing comedy with Red Radio after dark. It's going to be comedy, music, and burlesque. So come check it out. And uh, I think that's about it, fellas. And anything else before we get out of here this evening? My, My show's good. probably going to be packed because I've been seeing that ad and it's got a shit ton of comments. It's and got like 400, <laughs> 400 <laughs> replies. So. And they're like, it's just a flyer. I, I literally, for my ad, for the thing, I put like an actual video of a joke and uh, it's only got like 10. It's got like 5,000 views, but I'm like, damn, I'm like, what are they doing? It's just a flyer. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Are we done? Or are you trying to sign off? Yeah, we're going to sign off here. If you'd like to email us, email us, email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. We're at openmicers.com. Of course, our link tree is link tree slash openmicerspodcast. Go join the Patreon so you can support episode, extra episodes like this one at patreon.com slash ompodcast. And that's going to do it for this extra episode. We will see you guys next month. Next month.